clothes. Welcome to my show, Could You Be More Specific? I'm your host, Jonathan Steele, coming to you through the State Ball Podcast. And on this episode, we're going to talk about uh, the Philadelphia Eagles visit to the White House being canceled by President Trump. And also, we're going to do a follow-up on the Pusha T situation, but more so from the J. Prince point of view in terms of the issues with Drake. And on this episode, what I want to uh, really discuss is Heavy Lies the Crown. Now, what has always been the interpretation of that has always been when you're in a leadership position and you have power, it's a certain way you got to conduct yourself. But more importantly, you have to have a great mind frame, a great makeup, and you have to know who you are in order for you to be able to move forward. Because you got to understand not everyone's going to agree with any decision you make or all decisions that you make. And that brings me to the Philadelphia Eagles and this cancellation of the White House trip. Now, from what some reports were reporting was that virtually all the black players on the Philadelphia Eagles was not going to attend the White House, which is what led President Trump to go ahead and cancel the visit because of how it would have looked optic-wise, which from his point of view, it doesn't look good. And it wouldn't, and it wouldn't look good either way. If he invited them, if, if the invite is still standing and they show up and it's just all white guys, even though there's also some multiple teammates who are white who said that they were not coming, Chris Long in particular, then that just wouldn't be a good look for their team. And then it also continues to make the NFL look disorganized and not on the same page. But also, if he by him canceling, he continues to kind of control the narrative of what's going on with the NFL. And that is what brings me to continually Roger Goodell and the other NFL owners and how they've been able to be pushed around by President Trump since the anthem protest first started. I know I don't want to keep rehashing the, the, the whole kneeling thing. We already know where the kneeling came from. It came from Nate Boyer, who was a Green Beret, who advised Kaepernick to not sit but kneel. But it really didn't matter what he did. It's what he's doing it for. In regards to the the recent comments, uh, I just saw on, on a newswire feed that Trump doesn't agree that NFL players have the same protected rights of free speech in regards to police brutality. Now, this will be a moment for the NFL owners to say, like, hey, our players are role models. We hold them to a higher standard, which they should because they're representations of the public. So if they're doing months in the NFL about breast cancer awareness, if they're doing things about domestic violence, which they should, and if they're doing things to promote troops in the military, which they should, none of these causes are bad causes to advocate for or voice. Well, if I can do all that, then I can also then advocate for police brutality, especially affecting a large number of the workforce that represents my league, whether it's them personally or a loved one or a friend of theirs, this is a real issue that does not go away at all. And we just, we keep seeing countless videos where this is a main issue. There was a video, uh, I believe, just released the other day uh, over in uh, Mesa, uh, the Mesa police here in uh, the state of California, where, you know, you got multiple officers that just physically attack someone. And we already know what's going to happen. They're going to they're going to come up with an excuse to either suspend them for a few days, which will probably be on their off days, and nothing's going to happen. And this is what's so troubling about normalizing dissension like this and open and open uh, volatility. Now, this is something that 
black people in particular, black men have always faced in this country. So this is nothing new, but it is something that we got to continue to be aware of and advocate for. If I were the NFL now moving forward from this situation, it would really help them to now actually make a decision with their players, whether it's around the uh, Hall of Fame game, which I believe is in August, where they're able to come together and they come to a resolution and they have to be unified against the president. And this is an example of what I want to give you, because what Donald Trump does well is that he's not trying to cater toward people who don't like him. He feeds and caters to the people that do like him. And whether you care about it or not, over 60 plus million people voted for him for president. Now, you could say they're misguided or they didn't have enough information. It could be a number of reasons why they decided to vote that way, but they voted that. So he does have a huge number that backs him. And I know it's a certain level of fear that the NFL has about losing its constituency. But if they were to come out and do a press conference and say, hey, we're aligned with our players. We're not about separation. We're an inclusion league. And this is how we're going to move forward. And if kneeling is something that prevents you from watching our game, then I don't think you're a fan of our game. I don't think that 90 seconds of someone protesting police brutality that affects your city and community. Yeah, it shouldn't be a make or break whether or not you watch their product. And I I think a lot of times we're so scared. And this is what corporate America does. They're so afraid of alienating any base of people that they get reactionary as opposed to being proactive in how they address these issues. And that's why the NFL is struggling. It's because they're not on a unified front. Because if they come out and just say that, that then changes the argument. That then puts the blame or puts the onus on the consumer. And is this something that's going to really prevent you from watching their sport? Which means if it was, then you weren't really a fan anyway. You know, for example, Stacey Abrams, who just won the... um, the nomination to uh, represent the Democratic Party for the state of Georgia as governor. She just advocated for people that were behind her. She didn't play both sides. There's no videos of her saying one thing and doing another. She makes her positions known. This is what she's advocating for. If you agree with her, fine. If you don't agree with her, that's fine, too. When she wins the seat, when she becomes governor, she's still going to be your governor, too, and she's going to advocate to improve your lives. Now, whether you like her, don't like her, or you're indifferent to her, you have to respect her position, period. And there's just no way around that. And that's why the NFL continues to struggle this with this. And they're the number one domestic brand. I think that's something that people got to get really clear. They're the number one domestic brand. And just because they're going to lose, they will lose some sponsors. They will. That just comes with it when you start going through some of these changes. But that's not always the worst thing that can happen to you from a company standpoint. That's something that you always got to keep in mind that your business is always growing and changing. And do you want to sometimes maintain certain relations with people for a prolonged period of time, especially in business? Because it's always subject to to change. So that's something that the NFL has got to really decide. The next decision they make needs to actually include the players. And everyone needs to be put on the spot. I think it's something that if you were uh, the NFL, when you do make this policy, you need to have representation from not just the player side of it, but also have some of your star quarterbacks get behind this issue. And they all can't be just black. 
is going to have to be people of of a high stature that gets behind this proposal because they're losing fans either way you go. And the NBA does it and the NBA does a great job of not getting caught up on that either. They know who they are. They know who they support. They back their players 100 percent. They rather than be proactive, because if they're proactive, that means they have a greater sense of responsibility, which means they represent the league better. If you just want to create robots, this is why you have the issues that you have. But the perception is, especially in terms of, quote unquote, corporate America, which we know mostly what that's code for, is that the NFL is a better representation of America than the NBA. But the NBA is is roughly 90 percent black. So those are just some of my thoughts on that. I want to do another quick follow up on the uh, Pusha T uh, Drake situation. I had a chance to listen to the uh, Breakfast Club interview with Jay Prince. Uh, and I also had a chance to listen to him on Hot 97. Jay Prince is a really legitimate, legitimate dude. He's one of those guys that is incredibly successful, but he's not the first person that will come to your mind a lot of times. And um, the industries that he works in, because he's just, he's not out there like that. You know, he's not Diddy. He's not Jay-Z. He's not uh, even Master P at his height where he was just, in, he's incredibly visible. But when you hear him talk, He's very well thought, well thought out. He's very measured with a lot of the things that he says. I I think what he actually addressed about the Pusha T Drake situation was something interesting. And I felt the same way when listening to the records is this one thing for Drake to make a reference mention of Pusha T's fiance, which, yes, the door is still open because her name came out of his mouth. But if it wasn't said in vulgarity, that does there is a line and a difference between that. For Pusha T to cross it to where he's now talking about both his parents and his sick friend, it's like, okay, now this is not in it. Now, this isn't battling. Now, this is a personal issue. When you involved his son or his potential son, that's a personal issue. And listen, I, I'm not that dude for who, you know, is that much into, in terms of this current uh, era of hip hop of, Knowing what's the lines and what's not the lines, maybe because I grew up mostly on the 90s era of of rap music and hip hop around that time. And you mostly keep it to who they are. I wasn't the, the biggest fan of In Contest, even though the Hit em Up song is great when Tupac was saying what he was saying. But you can clearly have the the perception that that record doesn't come out of nowhere because Biggie did do Who Shot You. And they had a personal issue. They actually had a personal relationship. Pusha T and Drake don't have a personal relationship. They have a work they have a work type relationship. They've crossed each other's paths probably throughout the years in terms of working. I know Drake has always admired Pusha T's raps from his days with the clips. But what, what Jay Prince actually said was true is that you gotta at some point realize that when you're in the top slot You can't punch down. You got to punch up in life. You know, if you're the rock and you're the biggest movie star on the planet, you can't get overly concerned about an actor who's good and he's known. But if he puts you down, it's like that's just, you know, you got to charge that to the game. You got to take that on the chin. It's the same thing for Drake right now. Drake is the biggest rapper, period. He's not I'm not saying he's the best, but he's the biggest and he's the biggest because he's on more charts. His his music is readily played. Your grandmother probably listens to 94.7 and has probably heard Hold On, We're Going Home 
countless times. He just makes enough songs and enough music that crosses all channels. And that's what Jay Prince was looking at. It's like, hey, we can't take this hit. It doesn't help our brand. We got too much on the line. We got too many people that are employed here. And and some people in, in hindsight or, or the short side of you will be like, well, hey, Pusha won this. It's like, really? What did he really win? He doesn't win anything. Because if you're Drake, you can always look back at, well, the Doopy Freestyle is really about your boss, whose song I wrote and I put him on blast that I did write it, even though I got a group of people saying that I can't write. That's the win. Now, did Drake make some mistakes in this? Absolutely. The moment that he came out and said what he said about his son and then what he said about, you know, the blackface, it's, it, I wouldn't even release the statement. I wouldn't even say anything. The first thing you probably should do was just call those guys, see, like, hey, can we put this out? I want to put this out so this can be seen in its proper context. Because anybody that listens to Drake and you see how Drake moves, you know that that's not the what, what he represents. If I'm him and I'm that confident. Now, he did kind of get a little sensitive in that regard. And I understand that because from a racial standpoint, he's already behind an eight ball because he's a biracial kid. So he's going to get hit with some of those things to begin with. That just kind of comes along with the territory. But I do like what Jay Prince said because you got to have people like that in your ear that are willing to tell you what you need to hear as opposed to what you want to hear. Because I'm pretty sure from close friends, they wanted him to go at Pusha T. They want to keep this going, but keep it going to what? This is not really going to ultimately help me make money. So those are just some of the thoughts that I have on those topics right now. I'm looking forward to doing some more. I thank D for helping me out with this podcast. Looking forward to doing more shows. And I definitely got to chop it up with him on on uh, some of these issues more in the future. Check him out. All his reviews on The Rapture. It's a great Netflix documentary. My name is Jonathan Steele. I thank you guys for uh, supporting me and staying with me throughout this time. Looking forward to doing more of these in the future. And you guys have a good one. All right.